You're listening to the Living Inside Out podcast, and I'm your host, Tox Arotori. This is episode 56. Welcome to the Living Inside Out podcast, where we believe the inside is superior to the outside. Episode 56 is recognizing the lessons that show up on your path. Bonjour! (laughs) I just returned from France and I'm feeling très inspired. However you say inspired in French, I don't know. But how are you? How has your week been? I hope you are being kind to yourself. I hope that you have been operating from rest and you're celebrating your gifts. If this is your first time here, welcome and thank you for joining me in this inspiring space. And I'm curious, how did you find out about the podcast? I'd really love to know. So please reach out to me on social media so we can connect. And to my old faithful listeners, thank you for coming back. You keep coming back. (laughs) Thank you. And also for sharing and the feedback and the comments and the reviews, because honestly, that really helps me to keep going. If you have not yet subscribed, please click the subscribe button on your favorite app, which might be what you're listening on, or it might be a different one. But the podcast is broadcast on all major platforms, including YouTube. So your comments and reviews and shares Even if it's with just one person, it makes a lot of difference to how we appear in searches so others can be blessed. I keep getting surprised. Do you like surprises? I don't mind surprises so long as they're good surprises. This week, I had a not so good one. I needed to go to France again, and this time it was an overnight stay. My assistant booked us into an Airbnb, which was a gorgeous, gorgeous apartment. The rich colours of teal and mustard I imprinted in my mind and I had to do all I could to stop me from going to the shops <laughs> to buy myself a tin of paint. And the mid-century decor, ooh, that just woke up all of my senses. And honestly, it was such a blessing. I left feeling irritated and annoyed and just in my feelings. (laughs) I talked about that a bit last week. I left feeling in my feelings and being in that space of color and newness and difference did wonders for my inspiration, for how I felt. Because when you break the pattern of sameness, everything in you wakes up and gets excited at what's to come. And so I came back feeling freshly inspired. But it was getting my car across the channel (laughs) that stunned me the most. I drove down. I needed to go because someone did not hold up their end of the bargain and my company needed something desperately. And the only option left that wasn't going to cost me an arm and a leg was to go pick it up myself. And so I did not know. Now tell me if you knew this, 
I did not know that when people say they're driving to France, they're actually driving to the train station in Dover, getting onto the train with their car, in their car, and the train takes them across the channel and then they drive <laughs> when they get to France. I had no idea. I did not know that cars actually went onto the train. And so after the tickets were booked, I began to imagine all sorts of scenarios. What if I'm trying to get onto the train and then I miscalculate and I drive into the ditch instead? What if when we finally arrive, somehow I can't get myself to stay on the ramp? Because I'm picturing this really narrow ramp that goes onto a train. And then there was also the issue of driving on the wrong side of the road. And what if I get pulled over by the French police and we can't understand each other since the extent of my French is parlez-vous anglais. <laughs> Thankfully, none of that happened. And I even dared to speed until I realized that their speed limit was in kilometers, not in miles. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> and I only turned onto the wrong lane twice, which was okay. But the thing is, if you live in London and you've never taken the Le Shuttle to France, please do. You make one payment for the car. So it makes no difference whether it's one person or six people in there. There's of course no luggage allowance or limit. There is no restrictions. You don't even need to get out of your car, which means that you can go in your pajamas just to be different. Paris, on the other hand, is a long drive from Calais, which I think it's about three hours or so from Calais. And if you're going to do that, you'd probably need to spend the night. But 30 minutes gets you from the UK to another country. <laughs> even though it wasn't a fun trip, somehow it was fun. My assistant shares the same love affair for plantains as I do, and she brought along some. The following morning, we had fried plantain and eggs in a French apartment owned by people who do not speak a word of English. <laughs> and it was just amazing. We got to record a video for my YouTube channel. We went shopping. We picked up our furniture. That did not happen until the middle of the night. Another story, another day. And... It was just really such a surreal, unexpected experience. And then we went straight from Calais. As we got back to England, we went we drove straight to the shop because we needed to prepare for next week's Chelsea in Bloom, which is this amazing event that Chelsea holds every year. Fresh flowers on the shops, decorating all the shops. It's a whole thing. I'll leave a note in the show notes, but it's a thing and we would love you to visit if you happen to be in the Chelsea area next week. But anyway, we did all of that and it was just amazing how the mind can be transformed for the simple fact that it changed location. <laughs> and so the fact of what was causing me to fret last week has not changed, but the environment where it was happening changed. It was almost like the location was different and that brought in fresh inspiration and hope and joy and peace. And it just created a new foundation for everything else to grow from. It was such a great distraction for me. I needed it. I don't know if you've noticed this, and I don't mean whether you've read it in a book or heard it in a seminar, but I mean 
Have you noticed this yourself in your own life, that trials have a clarifying effect on us? I was on the verge of feeling discouraged and I felt weary. You know, when you just battle weary. But I also knew that the season would pass and once it did, I'd be a lot wiser because that's always what happens. Fire has a purifying effect on us. And the things that we thought were all that and more tends to lose its value in our eyes once the layers have been burned up. But I had two things on my mind through it all. The first was that the suggestions and fears that were being forced on me were lies. And the second was that at the end of it all, all the clarity and the wisdom and the lessons that I'll receive will be worth the challenges I had faced. And I was right. Because every time we go through a challenge, do we not come out wiser? The only time we don't grow in the fire is when we spend the time looking for the exit door instead of the lesson. In this episode, I want to talk you through the mindsets I adopted to ensure that it wasn't a wasted trial. The story comes to mind of Abraham in the Bible. When we first meet this patriarch, we're introduced to him as Abram. God only changed his name to Abraham after he had made him a promise of becoming the father of many nations. Abraham means father of many. And this is why I also say that your name contains the entirety of your purpose. So every time people called out Abraham, or when they spoke about him, they were declaring that his purpose would be fulfilled. Your name is the abbreviation of your purpose. It's literally everything that God has created you to be encapsulated in your name. At the time God gave Abraham this promise, there was no indication whatsoever of the possibility of the purpose coming to pass. In fact, the opposite is exactly what was present. And God seemed to have a thing for referring to the unseen, the yet to happen, as though they already exist. So my first mindset is have a mindset of ownership. God told Abraham to look as far as his eyes could see and everywhere his feet touched, it belonged to him. At the time God told him, again, that was not the physical reality. The land actually belonged to someone else and other people lived there. But God, who owns all of creation, gave it to Abraham and all he gave him was his word. Many of us don't live with an ownership mentality as it pertains to our lives. We live as though we are owned by circumstances. I was speaking to someone this week and asked about a timeline for a goal that they'd set for themselves. And they replied, hopefully it would all come together. Now, I won't go into the full context of the conversation, but what they were saying was that fate held the cards, not them. And if anything goes wrong, they will not be able to proceed. An ownership mentality allows you to see even the problems as yours to deal with. It sees that the entirety of your life, your spirit, your soul, your body, along with everything that happens within the context of your life, 
is yours. You've heard me say that the invisible is superior to the visible. The spirit realm is superior to the physical realm because the invisible or the spiritual are yet to happen, which means that it is pregnant with infinite possibilities. We don't know just how far or how big it will become. It actually has no end. But the physical, now that's finite. It can be measured, it can be calculated, and it has no end. Abraham did not physically own the land before believing it belonged to him. But he was able to straddle between two worlds, the unseen world and the seen world, and he embraced all of it as his. Life is never 100% good. If it were, it would be boring. And it's only those who are in the game that actually get bruises. You cannot build a business without facing challenges. And if you don't experience trials, you are probably operating at a level that is way below your capabilities. I remember as a new bricks and mortar store owner, I really struggled with paying the business rates. I couldn't understand why a government will heap such impossible burdens on small businesses for the simple fact that they were business owners on a high street or on any street. I moaned about it. I cursed at it. <laughs> I prayed that one day they'd discover that they were not meant to charge this fledgling small business until one day God told me that I was seeing things the wrong way. I was supposed to be happy that I got to pay the business rates. After all, was I not running a physical business like I wanted to? Was I not in the country's most affluent borough and doing business in the same street and neighborhood as some of the world's most iconic brands? The paying of this tax was simply a side effect of a much greater good. So understand that along with the blessing or your goal or your purpose or the life that you are living or the life you desire to live, it's not all fertile soil and sweet fruit and, and just wonderfulness happening. There's obviously going to be challenges, which you already know. You already know this, but this is not about knowing it, but it's about accepting it with an ownership mindset that it's all mine. Believe that the land that you're about to step on is yours. The weeds, the stones, the soil, everything that comes with it is yours. The second thought is pray for progress, not relief. <laughs> Ask yourself this question, what is my dominant need? Because whatever sits at the top of our minds is what is going to flow out. I found myself in the last couple of weeks and very often when I go through challenges, faced with a choice of two prayers, Lord, bring this to a swift end so I can live a normal life again. <laughs> Prayer number one. Prayer number two, Lord, help me grow through this despite this difficult scenario. I mean, you've heard me refer often to the fact that we are triune beings made up of spirit, soul and body and your spirit is a superior part because it is a part of you that's connected to God. It's the part that was created first and it's really who you are because we are spirits living in a physical body. 
So when you're faced with a choice of A prayer or B prayer, it is often, should I get relief for my mind or body or should I allow my spirit to take the lead and suffer this pain in the process? It is understandable to seek relief from your momentary troubles. But what if at the same time you're crying out for relief, your spirit is also crying out for a better outcome, which is often in the future. The body basically says, buy now, pay later. The spirit says, pay now, get it later. If joy or pleasure is leading you or if pain is driving you, you'll never be fully intentional about where you're headed because your goal will be hit or miss. When we're running from something, we take the quickest route, don't we? When we're being pulled by joy, our focus is not on the vision. And because our eyes are fixated on the thing of joy or whatever it is you focus on, that's what you're going to head towards. And so I prayed painfully for my vision to be manifested. I didn't want to take a break and rest and feel better at the expense of my future because I understood that the pain was a distraction. Yes, it came to stretch me and increase my capacity for more, but it was also a distraction and I didn't want to be distracted. I just wanted things to work out as quickly and as smoothly as possible. But if I had to suffer momentarily in the process, it was fine. Understand, O oh child of God, that our Father uses everything for your good, even the ugly stuff. If you're about to embark on something great or something small, anything that you believe you must carry out, make a pact with yourself before you start or continue the journey that regardless of what pain shows up, you will keep going until the end. This decision is not one that we make halfway <laughs> where we're about to give up. It's one we make at the start, a commitment we make. Like, you know what? It's a bit like the, the marriage vows for better, for worse. We're going to see this through till the end. Mindset number three has got me meditating on it till this moment. I've been repeating it to myself and it's really been helping me. And it comes in the form of a question. Is not life more than food? This statement was made by Jesus as part of the Sermon on the Mount. And the full verse says, Therefore I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food? and the body more than clothing. Now, this is a scripture that if you are a Christian, you most likely have heard because it's one of the top scriptures that we use to encourage each other about not worrying over situations. And all along, I've always seen it as, well, if God looks after my food and my clothing, then he's going to look after everything else. And that's where it ends. But this week... It's been playing out differently for me. Your life is more than the thing that you're fixated on. Your life is worth more than this tiny momentary problem that you're fixing your eyes on. There is so much more to you. 
don't be distracted. Don't be pulled down by this tiny little thing. It's like a mosquito. <laughs> this actually happened last night. I'm trying to sleep in this Airbnb. My final night. We'd been waiting for the driver till I think he finally showed up about 1am in the morning and we're in a strange town. It's 1am in the morning and we've got these two black girls in the middle of the night, in the middle of the street, loading their car. <laughs> and finally got back to bed and I just thought I just couldn't wait to sleep and our, our train was very early the next well, it wasn't actually that early but it was in the morning and we still had a few things we wanted to get done in the morning and then I finally have a really hot shower I'm ready for bed get on my bed and I hear the buzzing of a mosquito oh my goodness that just I don't know what it is I've been on just this really high sense of alert for everything it's almost as though my mind is on the lookout for distractions and disturbances and that single mosquito just wouldn't stop buzzing around my ears and I just couldn't sleep. And it stopped me from sleeping because, not just because of its noise, but because I just did not want to be beaten and I'm imagining. Anyway, anyway, that was the whole situation by itself. But a tiny thing can be a distraction. And this verse is saying, your world is not about that tiny little mosquito. Bad situations have a way of exalting themselves as gods and bringing you to your knees as you worship it. This is a command not to take one tiny little problem and grow it so big that it shrinks the value of your entire life. I've seen that happen with others. One way to ensure that you gain the correct perspective is to recognize that your time is precious. And every minute you spend in adoration or worship of this deity is time away from fulfilling your goals. And this doesn't only apply to problems. It applies to how we live our lives, how we do life, because you're made up of layers and multiple facets. If you spend 90% of your time on work and things are not going well at work, it will mean that 90% of your life is not at ease. If you're a business owner, you already know how easy it is to focus almost exclusively on your business. And when other parts of life show up and require your attention, you come up with the excuse of, I've got to work hard and I've just got to finish this and business is hard and I've got to do this and da 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 da. You are more than the minuscule temporal situation that has your attention. Is not life more than food? Allow that to remind you that your life is more than the physical part of you. And the next and final, I'm not going to call this a mindset, it's a lesson that I learned, is to employ both intrinsic and extrinsic motivation. So when I first learned the principles that now undergird my life, like authenticity and intention and alignment, I paid so much attention to my insides that I stopped respecting what was outside. So in my bid to live authentically from the inside out, I ignored all calls to use what was also around me as a tool for growth. Last year, I learned that everything inside 
and around us is given to us by God as tools for the fulfilling of our purpose. I believe most people rely on the physical because that's just how we are wired. Our physical senses are quick to pick up information much more than our intuition will. And we've been raised to believe that what we see is all there is. Consequently, you and I rely on the world for guidance and for direction. And that is also why many people will ask God for a sign and not move until a physical one shows up. And that might be in the form of a word from someone else said something or they saw something or they read something, but it's always, almost always physical as though the spiritual doesn't, the spirit being or the spirit part of us doesn't matter. I'm not against asking for a sign, but I believe we have the mind of Christ. And that knowledge has helped me to proceed often without too much hesitation because I just tell myself, or I tell those who oppose me, that my mind of Christ thought about it, (laughs) so it's okay. Anyway, this particular evening, I was wasting time doing everything except what I was supposed to be doing. The gym did not meet my acquaintance that morning like it should have, because yours truly was procrastinating again. I found myself somehow stumbled onto Jackie Aino's page, Jackie is a Nigerian-American lifestyle blogger slash YouTuber slash influencer. I know about her, but at the time I wasn't following her. I'd seen a few of her videos in the past. But I watched this particular video, saw her abs, saw her home, her life, her gorgeous brown skin, and immediately felt, get off your behind young lady and go and make your life happen. (laughs) That was 8pm and immediately I got changed and I went straight to the gym. Now if this had happened a year ago, I would have berated myself for comparing myself to her, for not having enough oomph to get up and do this gym thing myself, that I had to rely on a stranger and I would have said, oh, that's really weak talks. But instead, I was able to be thankful. And those thoughts did show up, by the way. All of the berating thoughts came, but I had to push them back out. Be thankful that in your environment, there is everything that you need to accommodate and help your growth. It helps you move forward. Your environment and your space has been pre-designed by God to move you forward. Now, you've got some work to do. The environment you find yourself isn't magically going to help. If you're populating your space with toxicity and negativity, then you will be producing the same. But we all have the ability to curate our space and we know Your spirit knows what needs to be in your space. Like Abraham, have an ownership mentality that the ground on which you stand, the state of mind you fall into, the situations you find yourself in are all tools for the fulfilling of your purpose. So not if, but when you find yourself in a tight spot, remember that even tight spots exist to squeeze out the goodness so it can bless you. You're amazing for listening.